Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Consumer's Law Journal on ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. Today is Tuesday, November 16th, 2010, and I'm your host, Nick Augustine. This show is produced by ALRPRA Incorporated, a national law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. We help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Our primary activities are law firm public relations, marketing, and credentialing. We also offer a wide variety of practice management services to help you with all the back-end business of managing a law firm. Today's guest is attorney Chaz Rampenthal, who has served as general counsel to LegalZoom.com, Incorporated since 2003, and under Chaz's Legal Watch, the online legal document company, assists its customers in completing a variety of legal forms over the Internet. Chaz Rampenthal, general counsel and vice president of product development, brings experience in general corporate, partnership, venture capital, and securities law to the LegalZoom team. Before joining LegalZoom, he was a founding partner of, I'm going to mess this up, Belanger and Rampenthal, LLC, and was an associate at Testa Horowitz and Theobald of Boston, Massachusetts, as well as the office, Los Angeles office of Thelen, Reed, and Priest, LLP. I'm sorry to anyone whose name I just killed, but prior to that, Mr. Rampenthal gained significant leadership and management experience as an officer and aviator in the United States Navy. Mr. Rampenthal received his Bachelor's of Science in Economics and Math Studies, summa cum laude, from Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville and his Juris Doctor from the University of Southern California. Mr. Rampenthal is admitted to practice in both California and Massachusetts. As well, from 2007 to 2009, Mr. Rampenthal hosted a progressive uh, AM talk radio show uh, on law and similar issues. So we're happy to have uh, a seasoned uh, law talk or talk radio, law talk radio, actually, uh, a guest on here today. So we also want to let people know that we do have a great uh, show this afternoon. We invite our callers' questions either by emailing us through the contacts page at ALRPRA.com or also by dialing into area code 917-889-9732 and pressing option 1 to be placed in the queue. That telephone number is, again, 917-889-9732. Please press option 1 to be placed in the queue. Quick announcement, we want to let you know that ALRPRA recently announced on Monday, November 15th, that this coming January 5th of 2011, classes are starting at the Law Practice Management School. Now, this is a weekly online law practice management education program that covers management, marketing, technology, and finance. For more information and to apply, please contact us here at ALRPRA for more information. You can always send me a direct email at nick, N-I-C-K, at ALRPRA.com. Now, before we begin, we want to give you a brief disclaimer that this is a general information program, and the advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice. Results may vary and are based on specific facts and location. Communication with our attorney guests, among guests and callers on this show, does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. If you have further questions, you're always encouraged to consult with an attorney and or professional in your area. Finally, all callers do remain confidential, and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA.com. Now, before we get moving, I just want to give you a brief synopsis of our show today. Since its founding in 2001, LegalZoom.com has grown to provide legal documents in the categories of business formation, intellectual property, estate planning, personal planning, including family law. Now, additionally, through its Attorney Connect network, customers can search for and hire attorneys to assist them with their legal matters. LegalZoom has received some criticism from some attorneys and organizations, uh, and General Counsel Chaz Rampenthal is here today to talk with our panel and respond to some frequently asked questions uh, and to dispel some myths that are incorrect information that may be out there about LegalZoom as a, a service provider. So what we're going to do is we're going to have four segments today. Our first uh, segment, we're going to discuss what is LegalZoom, who is it for, how does it work. Secondly, we'll talk about trademark, patents, and copyright, where attorney Nancy K. Ducharme will be calling in to ask some of her questions. Uh, and then our third segment is on wills and living trusts, when our guest Jim Thompson uh, will chime in and ask some questions. Followed by our final segment, where we'll talk about divorce law, name change, and uh, some other similar things. And Attorney Kim Anderson here in Chicago should be calling in for that. So 
Um, we look forward to a smooth show today and hope that all of our callers uh, make it in on time. And uh, we are just going to go ahead. And Chaz, do you have any more introduction for yourself or you want to just start going with tell us about Legal Zoom? Yeah, you know, thank, thanks a lot, Nick, for having uh, me on the program, and I'd like to, uh, like I said, just to kind of extend that thanks and uh, to any of the callers that'd like to call in and talk uh, a little bit about uh, the company, kind of where it came from, where it's going. But I can tell you I've been with the company now uh, with LegalZoom for just over seven years. Uh, the company, as you heard, is uh, it was technically founded about ten years ago, but it launched to the public about nine, nine and a half years ago. And since then, what we've uh, what we've tried to do is we've had a mission to really kind of to try and ensure that more and more Americans uh, will have kind of convenient and affordable access to uh, legal services or what we like to call kind of like legal document services. Um, it's no, uh, and again, this this is very different from kind of a traditional model where you know you might go to a lawyer or go to a law firm or uh, possibly even get uh, a book or something like that from uh, your local library or online uh what really legalzoom does is it kind of it it combines the idea of do it yourself which is kind of prevalent from some of the books and some of the publications and websites we've put it into an online format where customers can uh, research uh, issues about the law, take a look and see if this is something that would apply to them. And then, uh, you know, if they feel kind of comfortable with what we have to offer and the prices that we that, that we sell our documents for, they can go online to a, a, a relatively simple and easy to understand uh, questionnaire that is interactive. And, you know, so in other words, as they kind of ask, answer questions, the questionnaire kind of becomes more tailored to them. We present out a, 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 a document with instructions, and uh, that's pretty much kind of the, the, the crux of it. So it's a, I like to say it's a, it's a lot like kind of what TurboTax did for tax services uh, and tax filing services. LegalZoom is doing for uh, very common legal needs, corporations, LLCs, trademarks, uh, last wills, living wills, living trusts, and the like. Okay. Um Let's go right to the question that so many people ask, but actually before I even ask that question, um, l let me ask you uh, what a day-to-day -day is like uh, on your end as general counsel. What are, what are your uh, activities to the extent you can discuss some of them? Oh, no, I can discuss them. It's not a problem. Um, well, it's funny because my role is the, as general counsel. I'm, I'm also the vice president of product development, um, and the role is actually – even though the title has pretty much stayed the same, I feel like my role has changed pretty markedly over the past seven years. You know, when I started out, uh, the company was pretty small. Um, we were just kind of getting started. They weren't doing uh, any advertising on the radio, certainly no advertising on television. It was primarily uh, uh, receiving customers through, you know, Google, Yahoo, MSN, that kind of stuff where we would, you know, advertise and, uh, you know, individuals would come online and they would try and figure out what they wanted and, and, and use our service. Um, at that time, uh, the legal department was me, uh, and product development was pretty much me. If we wanted to develop a new form or a new template, I would research the laws or I would hire interns or uh, outside legal consultants to help me with uh, some of the research and compiling it, creating questionnaires, launching it, You know, some of the technical back-end stuff that a lot of inter Internet companies have to deal with. As we've gotten a lot bigger, and, and obviously, you know, that's on the product side and uh, on the legal side, obviously taking care of, you know, contractual relationships and HR uh, issues and all the other kind of myriad of things that pretty much every company out there has to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, as the company grew, my legal department grew kind of underneath me, um, and now I feel like uh, there's there's so much more, uh, and the, the, the act of reviewing a contract now is something that I haven't done for I would say quite a while uh, because, you know, there are uh, other corporate lawyers, uh, people that deal with uh, uh, risk management relations. I, I also deal with quality assurance, maintenance of our documents. Um, uh, and and there's, there's just, a, like I said, a lot of other things, including uh, certain corporate communications. And uh, so I've seen kind of my role expand a lot more into the product side where we're doing what we can to, you know, keep our products uh you know, kind of making them better and better and better every day, but also maintaining them uh, so that they're compliant with state laws and that they're easy to use for customers. And so pretty much a, a, a good chunk of my day is doing that. And like I said, for a, a period of a, about two and a half, three years, I I spent pretty much every Sunday on the air uh, doling out legal advice. Uh, I I guess it was I, – I feel like your disclaimers were a lot better than mine. I used to just tell people, hey, I'm a lawyer, but remember I'm not your lawyer. That was pretty much my disclaimer. <laughs> Uh, but I but I really got a feel from uh, you know from this company 
uh, how people are really starved. I'd say the everyday kind of Joe consumer is starved for legal information, and they feel like it's something that's out of their reach from time to time. And whether that's true or not is is, is debatable, but I, I still think that people feel that way. And that's why when you have a show like that uh, where you go on and you just say, hey, I'm going to open up the phone. If you want to call in and ask me a question, I'll see what I can do to help you out. Uh, the lines just light up because you know people are sometimes really afraid of of the legal process. Um, so I take a look at that kind of. It really does dovetail in really well with what LegalZoom does and what my duties are here, which is to, you know, try and improve access to legal services for those people who otherwise just aren't going to lawyers. Now, who can you let's let's try to identify uh, some of these individuals that aren't going to lawyers? Is it uh, an individual who has very very limited means uh, who might otherwise be able to access a public legal aid service, or would this be the person who is just above the poverty line but below the afford the lawyer? Uh, you know, Mark, uh, or maybe someone you know from someone a family where one person has lost their job and they're trying to make ends meet. Um, yeah. They're trying to cut corners. I mean, that's the concern is that people who uh, should be hiring lawyers are cutting corners by using a document service. No, and I I I, I, uh, I hear you, and I would say definitely to the, the the part of the first question that it's it is more the latter. I don't think they're uh, you know according to some of the studies that we've done when we kind of poll our customers, um, you know we do have some data on kind of how they found us, uh, you know uh, what you know kind of what their you know uh, incomes are, their family makeup, um, and you find that it is more kind of. Uh, uh, lower middle and kind of uh, kind of I, I'd call it like lower middle to middle class, uh, maybe to kind of the upper middle. Uh, but individuals that are what I would call kind of below the poverty line or accessible to legal aid, um, you know, uh, you just find that there's not a lot of those individuals that are saying, "Well, I need a like a living trust, uh, you know, for my house," or I'm willing to kind of start up a new LLC for my consulting business. I feel that you know, legal aid is one of those places that you know, uh, you know, that, that that I really would like to kind of delve into to really help out. I feel that the you know, kind of the automation and and how we've how we've structured to uh, scale up the ability to service a lot of different consumers and customers uh, is something that could be really uh, that, that could really help people who are I, I know right now struggling uh, in legal aid, including uh, you know in, in Illinois, where I know you guys have had uh, just like every state, it seems like legal aid funding gets cut every year, and and more and more people really need to take advantage of it. But you know, LegalZoom doesn't really do. We don't do uh, deal with evictions, or we don't deal with uh, uh, you know a lot of the very contested family law stuff. Um, our, our practice, like I said, uh, you know, the, the documents that we have are very limited um, in, in, into what I would call kind of general, uh, you know, kind of mid-level consumer needs, which are uh, you know wills, uh, trusts. Uh, like I said, very very kind of basic living trusts uh, and corporate type formation documents. Let me ask a question. When someone calls and they say they're looking for some of these documents, and uh, well, um, well, let me just well, well, let me not go there yet. Um, basic question: Just what do you what do you tell people when they're calling, or what do they see online, or what level of communication are they advised that they're not? Uh, they're not actually hiring an attorney. They don't have the advice of counsel. What level of understanding do they have? Well, I mean, it, it, and obviously, Nick, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I'll give a, a little bit of a lawyer answer. It's really kind of tough to know what other people are thinking when they come on our website, but we do our best. Um, you know, I, I, do I think that there are some people that might think that a website is uh, a lawyer? I, I hope not, but I'm certain that it's possible uh, in the same way that they might think TurboTax is their CPA or that they might think WebMD is their physician, but it's it's just not true. Uh, we do have disclaimers, uh, some that are mandated by uh, state law and some that we just put in there because we want to be clear about what it is that we do. We tell everyone that we're not a law firm, we're not the substitute for an attorney, that if they have, that, that we can't essentially, we can't apply. Uh, law or legal judgment or reasoning to the facts of their specific situation, but that if they're looking for uh, general kind of factual legal information and an ability to, uh, you know, kind of quickly uh, come down to what it is that they need, get that document, do it online, do it with, you know, essentially from the comfort of their own home, that this is the right place for them. Now, here's another question. What happens when they find out that they're in over their heads and they need a lawyer and then they call you back? Well, that's great because uh, well, there's there's a couple of ways, and we're actually it's one of the kind of next frontiers uh, that I see is getting, uh, and, and one of the things that I've been extremely active and involved with over the past few years, trying to find more smarter, better, affordable, awesome ways to get the people who are falling 
off of our website and saying, this is beyond me. I am afraid of doing this on my own. I really need to talk to someone about it. And getting that person, and instead of just telling them, good luck, hit the yellow pages, go to you know website.com and try and find yourself a lawyer um, or you know whatever. I mean, we find that most people, the way they find a lawyer is by talking to a friend who had hired a lawyer or a family member, right, that had hired a lawyer. Instead of doing that, um, finding uh, lawyers in – uh, in the states where we operate, which is all 50 states, to, uh, to be able to connect with those consumers and say, look, I know that you had gone to LegalZoom and that you're looking to do X and that you have some discrete questions. You can ask those questions of me. I'm a practicing lawyer in your state, and I can give you those answers. And then if you decide or we decide that it's too much for you, you can either retain that lawyer uh, to go further and complete documents for you, or you can decide, oh, you know what, I think I understand this concept now. Um, I understand why an LLC is better for my business than a corporation, so I'm going to go back to LegalZoom and I'm going to finish it. Um, so like I said, it really depends on the person's own level of comfort. You know, there are going to be people who say, I'm smart enough, I can do this on my own. Uh, people who are saying, I feel, you know, I, I feel like this is something that empowers me. And there are going to be people that are saying, you know what, this stuff is kind of tricky. I want a little more hand-holding. Uh, so I'd like maybe a little advice wrapped with my documents. And there's going to be a third set of people that are really looking for that turnkey operation uh, what uh, it's what I call kind of like custom tailoring for a suit. You know, uh, some people really like that and they think it looks better and it fits better and they're willing to pay for it. And uh, for those people, I think uh, kind of the more traditional legal services are uh, there. There's nothing that can really equal that. Right, right. Thank you for answering those initial questions. We're going to get into some practice areas after our first break. We want to thank anyone who recently clicked to tune in. You're listening to the Consumer's Law Journal on ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. Again, you can always submit your questions by going to ALRPRA.com forward slash contacts and using the form submission process to submit any of your questions. Also, please feel free to dial in and ask a question at area code 917-889-9732 option one for the caller queue. Our first sponsor for the day is attorney Nancy K. Ducharme, who's also a panelist today. We need the right legal services to advance your creativity, and I want you to think about marketing law. Call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. Now, by clicking the like button on the law firm's business page, you'll receive periodic blog updates with recent developments in the rapidly changing field of intellectual property law. Our second sponsor of the day is the Lawyer's Market. Now, I discovered the Lawyer Market about three weeks ago, and let me tell you, this website is one of the best-kept secrets for solos and small firms trying to market their practice. You can join the Lawyer Market for free, yes, for free, and the online marketplace will actually send you the name and contact information of consumers who are interested in hiring you. The Lawyer Market offers... LawyerMarket.com forward slash lawyers for more information. That website again is www.thelawyermarket.com forward slash lawyers. Now let's get back to our show. We're talking again with Chaz Rampenthal, who is the general counsel of LegalZoom, and also I believe the vice president of product development, if I get your title correct there, Chaz. That's right. Um, and uh, we are in our first segment just talked a little bit about uh, procedurally how LegalZoom works as a product and resources for consumers who are looking for uh, cost savings alternatives uh, in quality documents. Uh, again, anyone who does tune into the show after the fact, you can always uh, re-listen to our archives later by clicking back and starting the show over. And again, where these shows are uh, marketed and shared with people through social networks, we appreciate your opportunity to click the share button and share this information that's useful with other people. So now moving on to our second segment, we're going to talk a little bit about trademark patents and copyright. It's one of the tabs on the LegalZoom uh, site. And and we do have Nancy K. Ducharme, who's an intellectual property attorney and one of our sponsors here on the show. Nancy, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, Nick. Thanks for having me here. I appreciate it. 
Okay, and I, I suppose now it's time, Nancy. Do you have any questions for Chaz as uh, as it regards to intellectual property, trademarks, copyright, uh, and everything that you do? Because I know that you have mentioned to me before that you have callers who are asking uh, what they need and uh, whether LegalZoom is an option. What questions do you have, if any? Um, well, first of all, hello, Chaz. It's it's nice to meet you in this forum. And uh, I, although I, I guess in some sense we're competitive to each other in, in that I provide uh, ser- services that are offered by your company, um, I do think there's a market niche for for everybody. And, in fact, I've given out LegalZoom's name from time to time to uh, prospective callers who, who feel that perhaps uh, paying for the typical hourly uh, billable hour rate for an attorney may be on their, their means, and it, it provides a, another option to them. Um, but I have some more specific questions about my um, areas of law. Uh, I'm not a patent attorney, so I also have to uh, refer those out. Um, okay. But for the trademark process, um, I see from your firm's website, the company website, that you do uh, trademark searching, and you've got varieties of packages that are available. Um, I know the clearance of trademarks, uh, you know, the prudent party will always do an appropriate search, but oftentimes it's difficult for a layperson to really interpret and understand the results and all the factors that go into the uh, infringement analysis. Uh, is that something that, that your company provides in addition to the search results, or is it kind of up to the recipient to uh, to take that and, and do uh, their own analysis or find counsel to, to assist them in that analysis? Well, yeah, thanks, Nancy. That's actually a, a really great question, and it's one of the areas where I believe that um, a uh, that a seasoned lawyer, someone who understands uh, the ins and outs of trademark law. I mean, I'm not talking about someone who you know took the USPTO kind of you know has, has been a member of it for you know like the last month and a half, but someone who's really taken a look and seen. Uh, trademarks prosecuted, seen uh, office action letters from the USPTO on trademark problems. They can take a look. At, you know, someone like that can take a look at a, uh, at, a at what we call a comprehensive search. And so, let me back up a little. Um, every person that that uh, that wants to to, to uh, file their own trademark using our web uh, using our website legalzoom.com is given what we call kind of like a direct hit. Uh, USPTO search where we'll take a look at their mark um, and the different kind of derivations of the mark, singular, plural, live, dead, and we uh, put out in a report uh, to them saying, look, here are other you know, uh, companies, other, other, other individuals that have either tried to or have registered a mark or a mark that's, that, that you might believe is similar to yours. And we asked them if they kind of like to go forward kind of knowing what they have. And, and, and honestly, Nancy, as you'd probably expect, most people's mark is uh, e- either uh, I'd say most people's mark is pretty unique, uh, so there's not a lot out there that that gets a real direct hit. And then at the you know from time to time, you know someone uh, will you know silly say you know I want to you know I want to I want to trademark NASA, and and it'll be obvious what comes up and that, that it'll be silly for them to do that. The next level up is we have a. Uh, a more comprehensive search, and then we even have a, a what's called like a world scan worldwide search where we we search databases all over the world. Uh, the comprehensive search goes much deeper uh, in, into like search string queries around the the mark and derivations of the mark. It also searches for websites and other business names that could have been uh, registered across the United States, and it's printed up uh, both in a hard copy if the consumer wants it, or as kind of like an online searchable PDF. Uh, that the consumer can either review on their own and try and make an analysis uh, or uh, review and take out five or ten of the marks that kind of worry them and maybe seek additional legal help, uh, whether it's from a lawyer uh, or someone who might eventually be kind of uh, taking care of their business needs, their legal business needs. And right now what we are planning on doing and what we have done is uh, to get those individuals in touch with a lawyer because I, I think you're right, Nancy. I think the, the biggest threat to a person's mark is the inability to read and interpret uh, the search results. Um, you know, that being said, uh, you, you know as well as I – and I'm not a trademark lawyer, I should tell you. What I know is kind of what I've done here in the last seven years. But what I do know is that, you know, the predominance of uh, of marks that are challenged are usually marks the, from businesses that are a little more than just local. So in other words, they might have a statewide or a more national presence. And ones that looks, you know, that I, I feel that 
you don't need a law degree to take a look and say, wow, does that mark seem confusing when compared to this other mark? And as a matter of fact, you know, the, the, the trial system that we have for trademark infringement dilution does rely sometimes on 12 people that have never gone to law school to make that exact determination. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is those 12 people or sometimes nine people, depending on your state, that say, gee, that's confusing to me, so I think it's confusing, and therefore you should either pay or stop using the mark. Um, but, you're, but you're right, and I think that, uh, that, that the more and more we can get individuals to and, – and inform them, which we do, inform them uh, in, in this uh, comprehensive search, that it's really important to, to thoroughly kind of read through this and if they have questions about it to seek competent legal advice about interpreting it. Right. Well, and again, I agree with you. Certainly the, the heart of an infringement test is, you know, likelihood of consumer um, confusion, and who better to make that judgment than the typical consumer. But the uh, oftentimes I know callers to my law office will say, well, I've done my own searching of the PTO website, and it looks, you know, perfectly clear, and then I will do a search, and they've missed phonetic similarities, or they've missed That's the right. transposition of terms, not knowing that, you know, again, when people are making snap judgments in the you know the um, aisle of a retail store, they they don't always bring that level of care and sophistication that they would if they were making a car purchase. You know, that's no, you're right. um, so it it, it um, well it in terms of uh, let's say they proceed and they uh, file an application and it runs into a snag, an office action, and it, yep. maybe it's a, a small one like a description of goods is is a flaw or. Um, something more serious like a uh, rejection due to descriptive, descriptiveness of the mark, which is going to require a much more thorough uh, and well-researched uh, response to the examining attorney. What does your company do? Do you just uh, flag that? Are you sort of out of the picture? Or do you have uh, folks on your crew that will take the next step you know, at, at another price level for the consumer at that point? Well, yeah, we actually do have um, we we do have uh, and I was talking. I think I talked to Nick about this kind of offline. Um, you, you know, when we had kind of first met, that LegalZoom is uh, is right now branching out into the area of offering uh, kind of legal help to its consumers, not through itself because we can't practice law as a corporation, but through uh, legal plan attorneys that we are uh, currently re- retaining in different states, including uh, attorneys that can help out with. Uh, taking a look at office actions, and we are starting to offer things uh, to our consumers, like I said, through law firms. Not It's not done by our employees, but done through, you know, kind of qualified bar, uh, bar certified lawyers, where if an office action happens, they can go and for, depending on the type of office action, like you said, there are some that are simple, uh, which is you need to disclaim the .com in your name uh, to something much more complex, which is, like you said, there's a, the, the way it was described, a description or uh, issues surrounding multiple classes uh, and stuff like that, uh, that you know they, they can take care of that stuff for them and, and, and help guide them there. Also, uh, they can go kind of through the Attorney Connect way, which is uh, a, a lot like a, uh, a lawyer listing service that we have where we get uh, our, our customers who are looking to find a lawyer in a particular practice area in their state or their jurisdiction, uh, they can go online through LegalZoom.com and kind of submit what it, where it is they are and what they're looking for and get a listing of lawyers uh, that usually are at a pretty significant discount to what they would get if they just called straight up. Uh, through kind of marketing arrangements that we've had with uh, with local law firms, so I, I do agree that, uh, and, and I can tell you this is something that's changed probably in the past year and a half to two years because that's one of the biggest problems that I thought we did have with our uh, trademark product was when the office action did come. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's not a majority that get them. As a matter of fact, I think it's a, a relatively small percentage. But when they do, that's a, a real kind of I guess there's no better way of saying it. it's a real downer for the consumer. You know, they feel like, wow, I didn't see this one coming, and now I don't know what to do. And so we've done a lot to try and give them guides, information on what they need to do whenever they see this office action, try and identify what kind it is, and now moving to the next step of getting them in touch with a lawyer, many times at a very flat fee price to help deal with that specific office action on a uh, essentially like a transactional or unbundled basis. Mm-hmm. And is it the same uh, situation if the trademark um, needed an appeal, for example, or if there were an opposition, which is a litigation context? Right. 
Yeah, we don't really. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, we don't really do that. That's that's some stuff that's actually uh, a, a lot more rare than even the office action. Um, and then it would it would really be that's kind of outside of what I would call a transaction when you get into litigation like options. Uh, excuse me, uh, when you get into litigation like an opposition. Uh, where someone needs to kind of go a much more traditional route, um, there are some very there are very few law firms that will do some litigation on more structured or flat fee or reduced fee bases. But I think they're kind of few and far between. Uh, but you know, when someone comes up and they're they're opposing your mark and they've got a you know that again that's something that a lot of times rolls on a question of fact, which can make it pretty far down uh, the streamline of litigation. And we all know that that can cost. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, and in some cases, has cost people, uh, you know, you know, some some upwards of a million dollars uh, to try that out. And and you know, there's that would be the case whether or not you know, kind of a a lawyer had filed the mark, a person filed it on their own, or used a you know, software or a book. Um, you know, the marks well, are going to get opposed. You know. Right, right. And let me ask you this because it it just occurred to me, and uh, certainly it's always a problem for the practicing attorney. And I know, again, your model is you know you're you're not equivalent to a law firm, but yet you have relationships and and systems set up that you know you can make appropriate uh, connections or, or uh, references to the um, to the consumer. How do you control the conflicts problem? You know, if you've well, got two uh, consumers who are applying for the same mark, for example. And you're representing both of them. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, that's the the best part about it is when uh, for what LegalZoom does. LegalZoom, since it never really represents anyone, we don't do any conflicts. But the law firms uh, that we that we deal with and retain, um, they do have to have their own uh, internal way of dealing with conflicts. And so, when a law firm gets a, a, a new person, uh, a new client, they've got to do their own kind of internal uh, check to make sure that it's not in conflict with the current client. Okay, so it wouldn't matter but, if there's another legal zoom client on the other side of the fence. It's not, you know, the fact yeah. you've got the legal zoom in the middle, it doesn't really make any difference from that perspective. Yeah, not, not exactly, since we're not doing anything to represent them. I mean, someone could come and they could, uh, you know, two or three different people could go and try and all, uh, you, you know, register the exact same mark or patent the same idea. Uh, excuse me, I guess not an idea, the same kind of design. Uh, and there wouldn't be. Since LegalZoom isn't involved in counseling or advising any of them, there's not really that conflict of interest between what we do for each of them. So, therefore, what we would know about one client would never be able to affect what we knew about a second client. If uh, two, or I'll call them customer, probably is a better way. If customer A and customer B were on our website at the exact same time, inputting the exact same information into the system, the outcome would be identical for both of them. And it wouldn't. There wouldn't be any human interaction to kind of stop that, or to uh, to, to detail that out. Okay, Nick. I'm not sure if you wanted to proceed to another segment at this point. If I have a lot of my a lot of time here. Those are great questions, Nancy. I really appreciate it. That's uh, that, that, that's some really good stuff. You know what? I well, I appreciate do... the opportunity to uh, speak with you, and um, I will, I think, uh, go off and do. Some other things, earn some living, a living here for myself, and uh, <laughs> All right. again, it was great to have a chance to uh, speak with you. Appreciate yeah. uh, your candor and um, explanation of uh, of your company and what it does. Thanks so much, yeah, Chad. I'd, I'd love to follow up with you sometime offline, and we can ch- chat about more of this stuff because it sounds to me like you're really passionate about uh, ensuring high quality for the the clients that hire you, and it's something that I think that we we both share, whether I call them a customer or a client. Yes, absolutely. I Thank will make you, that introduction. I'll, I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll introduce you via email. That's what I do. Excellent. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks for calling in. All right. All right. All right. Goodbye, Nancy. All right. We're going to pause right. now. I'm going to give you guys a legislative update, and then we're going to go to our uh, quick sponsor break here, and then we'll get into our uh, third segment. Um, interesting. Today I got an email regarding uh, action needed, and it was talking about uh, asking to call the senators and ask them to support uh, the Senate passage of a House a bill that's already been passed uh, by the House of Representatives. It's the National Criminal Justice Commission Act. It's uh, on the 111th Congress. It's HR 5143. Again, uh, National Criminal Justice Commission Act. It's definitely worth a read. Uh, you can Google search National Criminal Justice Commission Act of 2010 and find out more information. It's about 10 pages. I printed it out. Uh, certainly an interesting thing. Some of the points that I wanted to bring up on this 
um, is that the uh, some of the proposed benefits that I saw, and these are not my words, but I saw these online. Number one, having transparent and bipartisan commission review and identify effective criminal justice policies that would increase public safety. Number two, increase in incarceration over the past 20 years has stretched the system beyond its limits. Costs are high to taxpayers and are unsustainable, especially during these tough economic times. Third point I read was that the proposed commission would conduct a comprehensive national review, not just audits of individual state systems, and they would use recommendations, not mandates, for consideration. So I thought those were very interesting points. I, I shared this information with another one of my colleagues who was actually privy to a group that talked about some of the language in the act. Um, so I, I pulled in and I'm going to read this. It's very interesting, but you know, just a, a little bit of uh, legislative activity there. It's something that we should all be following up on legislative activity uh, in our civic duties. And the link, actually, if you go to opencongress.org, uh, that's just a great site. So again, www.opencongress.org, uh, and then you can find different bills that are pending, and uh, it's a very user-friendly site. So our third sponsor of the day, by the way, is another one of our speakers. That just happened to be a coincidence. Um, it's Jim Thompson in the Get Clients Now program. He is a seasoned attorney and marketing coach, and he can help you get more clients through the Get Clients Now program. Jim will help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your law firm's revenues, and the Get Clients program employs various time-honored activities and techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Now, Jim has been a recurring guest on our Lawyer's Toolbox show, our Thursday show, regarding attorney marketing. Now, to learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net and also take a look at his uh, testimonials on Facebook by searching Get Clients Now. ALRPRA strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and understands the personal accountability component of this course. Again, you can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by visiting MidwestConsultants.net. Now, another way you can get in touch with Jim Thompson is by calling in and asking him a question. He's our, our next panelist. Telephone number is, again, 917-889-9732. Again, 917-889-9732. Option one to be placed in the queue. Jim, uh, with that wonderful introduction, uh, pat myself on the back and turn it over to you, and I apologize for going a little over with the, uh, uh, the legislative update. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, have a conversation with uh, our, our guest today, General Counsel, for legal Zoom, Chaz Rampenthal, talking a little bit uh, in our third uh, segment here about wills and living trust and the services that Legal Zoom uh, provides to its customers uh, and/or clients, as you'd like to put it, and uh, what your thoughts are, Jim. Jim Thompson, take it away. Okay, thanks, Nick. Uh, hi, Chaz. Uh, Want to welcome you to Chicago via telephone. Um, and, and one thing I want to do, I, I think Nick in the introduction said that you were, uh, uh, was it a Navy pilot? I, I certainly was for almost eight years back in uh, the very what I call the very first desert storm, I guess. <laughs> uh, well, thank, thank you for your service. Oh, well, I, uh, I appreciate you saying that. Veterans Day. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and let me make a disclaimer, I guess, because um, I guess this is the age of disclaimers. I have, in fact, actually used legal Zoom. Um, in fact, very recently, because we had to come up with some leases on some property, um, I practiced law for 26 years and was fortunate enough to be able to retire. So, um, the and I was a litigator. So, um, you know, some of my questions will probably be more from a, from from that particular aspect. But uh, we did use your services, um, and I was very very pleased with 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 what we did. And just one quick question that just came to me: Do you ever do a uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, a, um, a survey on how many attorneys, practicing attorneys, actually use your services? It's it's funny. We, we don't do a survey specifically about that, Jim, but uh, back in the day when we first started the company, and this was even before I got here, this was like maybe into 2001, 2002, kind of starting into 2003, we noticed, um, you know, because what would happen is someone would come in and they would they create a uh, they put in their email to create kind of their username and then a password and then as they go through the questionnaire they can input you know for instance like for a, a will you know the name the name of their uh, the executor their beneficiaries kind of specific bequests they, you know it's just kind of the standard stuff that you would ask a person who was uh, you know was getting ready to prepare a will and then what would happen is if they did that and you know, uh, either whether they finished or not, if they left the website, if they came back and logged in, we would save that information for them, and they would go back in. Well, we started noticing that in a, a one and two and three month time period, that one customer would be ordering fifteen wills, 
And we're like, why in the world would anyone order 15 wills? It makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> and it never really kind of – and then the same I know thing. Where you you know, go. People would that we'd get people they'd have 32 corporations and I'm like this doesn't make any sense. So we started calling. Uh, the, and that was back in the day when we were small enough and we weren't as busy, I'd say. So we started calling these people. And we found out that they were CPAs and lawyers, who said, "Look, you know, I know a little bit about business, but I'm primarily a family law attorney. But when someone comes to me, one of the people who had represented maybe in a divorce and said, "Hey, can you help me start my consulting business?" I would hop online and I would take care of a lot of that stuff through you, and then give them a little bit of advice on top of it." Um, and it really kind of helped me out as a back-end paralegal. Same thing when uh, CPAs would say, look, you know, you, you've been filing as a Schedule C for a while. It's time for you to get a corporation. And they'd say, awesome, how can I do that? These CPAs would go on LegalZoom and, 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 and help them out. Uh, we actually developed for a while a portal to allow them to do that, which would clear out the information, allow them to create multiple accounts, and even um, – we even had a point in time where, where where some lawyers were sending us in their letterhead so we could print out letters and final instructions on the attorney's letterhead for their for their own clients. Oh uh, it, it just turns out that after a while, it just wasn't a sustainable business for us, um, and it really required. You know, it's what I always tell everyone. You know, whenever you're getting ready to sell something, one of the hardest people to sell anything to is. A lawyer. <laughs> so it, it was interesting when people wanted to use this, but when you went out and tried to sell them on using it, there was a lot of skepticism, and it just didn't turn out to be something viable. But I, there are still uh, individuals uh, to this day and lawyers that I personally know who use us in the same way they use CT Corp and CSC Corp to do corporate formations on the back end and then provide them the legal advice for a shareholder agreement or an operating agreement on the front end. <laughs> Leave it up to lawyers to figure out a way to do it. Anyway, no, my mine was was done on a personal basis, but yeah. um, now that you mentioned that, I, I can see where lawyers might might take advantage of your or use your service. Uh, a couple quick questions with regard to the will, because I actually did go in and and look at the will situation and 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 how it's set up, and you know the questionnaires and things, um, and kind of dovetailing a little bit on on one of Nancy's questions is as hypothetically I'm going through the, the last will and testament, and that's hypothetically saying I, I think you run into this a lot. Um, you know, I have, uh, I'm divorced. I've got uh, two kids by a previous marriage. My now wife has three kids by a previous marriage. And you start getting into some of these, you know, complicated situations. At what point, you know, I'm going through the to the questionnaire, when you guys look at the questionnaire and it's filled out and you see some of this stuff, the way it's answered, do you then send something back to them saying, well, wait a minute, this is beyond our scope and uh, perhaps you should be talking to you know, an estate lawyer or a lawyer that does wills on a regular basis? Yeah, you know, it's it's a great question, Jim, and it's funny that you had mentioned that because one of the things and uh we actually have in our what we call it our estate planning document or what we call our uh yeah, estate planning document uh division. Uh we actually have a very seasoned, I think 20 25 year uh seasoned estate planning lawyer who it came in kind of in the business, uh, you know, kind of he's you know kind of shut down his practice, kind of semi-retired, I guess you call it, and started working for us to try and in other words, make our products better and better. Uh, and one of the things that we've been looking at over the past, I'd say it's probably about the past six months, is trying to figure out a way to account for what you just considered, which is the blended family, the family where there's children from one marriage, children from another marriage, and then maybe children from that marriage, uh, and dealing with custody issues uh, you know, uh, for previous spouses and current spouses. And honestly, you know, that's something that to date, uh, we're, we're working on it now, but it's to date something we haven't been able to launch, uh, you know, just because it does take time to, to have these things go through and go through quality assurance, but it's something definitely on the horizon. Now, to answer your question, though, is that when people do this and they call us up and say, wait a minute, you had you gave me a place to leave, uh, you know, to, to to name the person who's going to take care of our to minor, minor children. But I want to name more than one person for different children. If they say that, we just tell them the truth right now that that is not something that we do through our software, and that if you're looking for something more specialized like that, we'd love to get you uh, tied into a lawyer uh, so you can get that done. And right now, in many uh, states, uh, you know, for instance, uh, I, I think the last wills here they started around sixty nine dollars. That uh, if you are a member of our Legal Advantage plan, uh, which is uh, the first month is free, and then it's I think it's just a little bit under eight dollars a month after that, 
that first time when you're going through your will questionnaire, you can save it, dump out of it, call the lawyer that's in your state, ask her or him that exact same question, get some advice, and even have that person review your LegalZoom will uh, and other documents that are up to kind of 10 or 15 pages, I think it is. And they'll uh, make some, you know, they can give you some advice on how you'd want to change that to accomplish your wishes. And it's it, like I said, if in, you know, if you, then you decide within that 30 days you want to cancel, it's actually at zero additional cost to you. If you decide you want to keep it, then for your eight bucks a month, you get a kind of unlimited down, uh, form downloads from our forms library. You get to call up and speak with that or any of the lawyers in the plan on kind of discrete, discrete legal matters on a telephone consultation basis. And if you decide to retain one of those lawyers, we often offer a very they offer a very steep discount on their hourly rates. Uh, you know, sometimes 25% and more uh, for plan members, and and we're really we're just starting to roll that stuff out. Um, you know, kind of we 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 started testing it this year, and we're we're looking to really roll that out next year, just for that exact reason that we need to get these people the legal help that they are clamoring for. You, you know, and I think, you, and I'm kind of glad that it, that 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 came out. I didn't notice you you folks did that, but. One of my questions was going to be once somebody gets that will back and they, you know, they look at it and they're, you know, okay, fine, I, I like it, but I'd like to ask some questions on it. What you're saying is they can get on a legal advantage plan and actually talk to a lawyer, run that will, buy them, or other things for like about eight, what you say, eight dollars a month. Yeah. Um, and 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 what you guys do is is you really serve the, the that middle population that. Um, doesn't have you know the four, five, six, seven hundred dollars to get a will done. They need a will. They probably need a will in some cases more than a lot of uh, folks. And and now you guys come in, you step in, and you say, okay, we can do this for you for this cost. Now, if you have additional problems, we can even um, add something else to it. I like that legal advantage uh, that, that that you mentioned. And yeah, it's something that's, that's been around for a while. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just saying that that's something that's been around. The concept of the legal plan has been around for a while, especially um, it's, it's shocking. You might find out that, in, uh, for instance, in Germany, there's a company called ARAG, A-R-A-G. They used to do a phone kind of call-in. It was like $39.99, and you could ask a legal question of a, of a lawyer. I don't, even, I, don't think, I don't even know if it's still operating anymore. They were doing that back in the early 2000s. Uh, but ARAG out of Germany does runs kind of what's like a legal insurance plan. And did you know that upwards of 80% of Germans actually have legal insurance, and when they want to speak to a lawyer, never actually pay a dime? <laughs> wow, wow. Jim, we're, run, we're running short, guys. I'm going to have to uh, cut this segment. Jim, did you have okay. any final follow-up question? One just quick question. When you sure. when you pull up your website and you go to 1-800 number, what – is that where you ask the questions that I normally would ask that we've talked about, and they give you that information? Right. No, that's the the question to our main kind of customer service line, and so it depends on where you're at. Okay. You're either going to be speaking to someone about your order. Most of the questions we get are, how much does this cost? How long does it take? Where is my order right now? Can I get a copy emailed to me? When people ask questions that require legal judgment or legal advice, that's when uh, we inform them about the ability to get onto the the, the Legal Advantage Plus plan or the Legal Advantage Pro plan, which is for, more for business users, people with corporations, LLCs, etc. Um, and we, we, we inform them of their ability to do that. If they're not interested, we can also uh, get them onto our Attorney Connect page, uh, which is just kind of like a straight lawyer listing where they can go and they can search for uh, a local lawyer in their area to, uh, to take care of uh, their, their, their legal need. Okay, that I guess wraps it up for me other than to say thank you, Chaz, for what you're doing for um, Middle America out there. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Well, I look forward to speaking to you again soon, Jim. Yes, Jim. Thank you also for your comments, too. And again, same, I'll, I'll uh, introduce you offline. We'll pause now for our uh, third commercial break uh, of the day. Again, for anyone who's tuning in, you are listening to ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio episode on Consumer's Law Journal. We're talking with General Counsel Chaz Rampenthal from LegalZoom. Quickly, before our third or final sponsor uh, announcement for today, I want to let you know about some law practice management resources out there. Uh, first, ABABooks.org. Again, www.ABABooks.org. Uh, 
a couple titles of particular interest are number one, the legal career guide, and the second is the how to build, how to start and build a practice. It's the Jay Foonberg book um, in its fifth edition, revised and updated. Also, non-legal careers for lawyers, another interesting title. Uh, these books are all very. Uh, reasonably priced and are available at ababooks.org. Secondly, please also check out uh, the Attorneys in Transition column. Now, that's a self-plug. I write uh, weekly for that column as well as a few other people. Published by Law Bulletin Publishing Company, you can go to attorneysintransition.com and find career tips for those of you who find yourself in transition. And then thirdly, again, we wanted to announce the new launching of the Law Practice Management School hosted by ALRPRA. Again, that is a weekly online webinar learning seminar series series that is 12 weeks long. We have three classes uh, in each or three classes in each of the four sections of management, marketing, technology, and finance. So again, those are some great resources. Our third and final sponsor, or our fourth sponsor actually for today is George Finder. He's a credit damage expert in California, and he can put a dollar amount on damage to credit. George Finder is one of the only credit damages expert in the country, and attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas, such as personal injury, employment law, family, and general litigation. Now, by learning to incorporate credit damage questions into your intake process, you and your staff, mainly paralegals, will be able to learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Now, anyone who contacts George Finder and tells them that they heard about him on Law Talk Radio will receive free of charge one hour of CLE presentation. So, go grab a pen, take down this email address to respond to this offer. It is Credit Damage Associates, and that's plural, Credit Damage Associates at gmx.com. Available nationwide, Credit Damage Expert George Finder's website is full of resources. Please visit creditdamageexpert.com to learn more about George Finder and his expert services. And again, anyone who wants to call in and ask a question, you can dial area code 917-889-9732, option one to be placed in the queue. Again, as a quick recap before our final segment, first we had Chaz Rampenthal, General Counsel of LegalZoom, talk a little bit about the who, what, where, and why of LegalZoom. Second segment, we had trademark, patents, and copyright with attorney Nancy K. Ducharme. Uh, and third segment was Wills and Living Trust with Jim Thompson. And now we want to welcome Kim Anderson to talk a little bit about family law, divorce, and name change issues. Kim, are you there? I am. Hi, Nick. How are you? Hi, Kim. It's so good to have you on the show. First time. How are you? Good? Great. Great. Well, Kim, it's my pleasure to introduce you to General Counsel Chaz Rampenthal. They do have family law as one of their tabs on the LegalZoom website, and I just wanted you to offer uh, offer you this opportunity to ask Chaz any questions you might have from your practice area. Um, I guess more or less I was just wondering um, what do you do when you need a little further help than than what LegalZoom offers? Right. Yeah, I heard that's you one of the earlier it sounded like you had lawyers on staff that they could go to the to the website and look up somebody and actually call. So you do have some people online that could do that. Right. Well, uh and, and thanks thanks for uh for the uh, question Kim. Uh yeah, you're right. I think when it comes to and and again, you know, uh, family law is one of those ones where it's a little, you know, it's it's a pretty small uh portion of what we do here at LegalZoom. It's primarily name change and some uncontested divorce uh in certain jurisdictions. We do have some deals in some states that will allow us to do contested divorces, but they're done through a local kind of flat fee. Um, law firm for the preparation of documents, and then you kind of still go in and take care of, you know, it might be the preparation of a marital settlement agreement, for instance. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to update, I, I know I had mentioned earlier uh, about kind of the, the legal plans that, that LegalZoom is rolling out, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about as well um, uh, with you, Kim. Uh, but I wanted to kind of give an update that, uh, like I said, a lot of these things are still kind of in testing, and we're looking to, to, to roll them out a little bit into more states, uh, you know, kind of starting at the beginning of the year. But the uh, what we're calling the Legal Advantage Plus plan, which is for the, the individual and that individual's uh, dependents for things like uh, dealing with your will, uh, a living trust, a power of attorney, is actually going to be uh, $14.99 a month. There are, or it, there are areas where it's down to $7.99, uh, but it's mostly due to uh, the, the number of attorneys that we have in that area. But we're really looking to kind of to, 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 to make that pretty constant uh, for individuals. And for the Business Advantage Pro, it's going to end up being around $19.99 a month that will cover uh, most of your – you know, kind of most small businesses. So on, on to uh, Nancy, or to, excuse me, to, to Kim's uh, question. Um, when someone needs more 
uh, when they're when they're when they say I want a contested divorce or an uncontested divorce, and then they go through the process, fill out the paperwork, and then all of a sudden their spouse uh, decides that it's time to contest it. Well, oh my gosh, what do you do, right? I mean, it's a completely different process sometimes than what you want to go through. And uh, for those, we do uh, work with our Attorney Connect program. Um, I don't believe at this point in time that the legal plan stuff is covering divorce, but I think that is one of the areas we're going to be expanding into. But in most of the states uh, where we have our Attorney Connect, individuals can be uh, hooked into a, a, a local lawyer, that can help them out uh, with some of their issues. Uh, like I said, it could just be mediating those last couple of things that are that are that are keeping the the, the couple apart, or it could be actual full representation into into court. Um, you know, as you've sometimes we see uh, portrayed in the in movies or in the you know in in the news. Okay, yes. I'm looking on your website and in like custody. Um, yeah, if, it, if that were an uncontested then that's great because a lot of people can do that. That's right. But contested custody, that would be quite a Yeah, no, no, we we (laughs) would not be doing any of that. Most of these are individuals who already have custody orders who are wanting to amend uh, their current custody order with the approval of both of the parents. Um, Or uh, sometimes it could be uh, an order where one of the parents might be just completely gone uh, and have kind of gone off the reservation where someone's trying to make sure that the order is is, is put in properly when when spouse is kind of missing. And like I said, for the the cases where it's more complex, we do – have the ability to uh, – it's not a referral per sense, but it's just a, a listing where they can find a, a lawyer in their area. Like I said, a lot of times at a rate that's discounted to what it, that they would have paid if they had gone straight to that lawyer's office or online to try and find someone. How do they know, though, if they need further you know, evaluation? Like there could be a situation where um, you know, they, they're entering into an agreement with – Maybe the other partner is a little bit more savvy or has done a little bit more research, and they don't even know that they're headed into hot water by agreeing to what they're agreeing to. No, I think that uh, I think you make a good point, Kim. Um, that, that I think that happens honestly. I think that happens all the time. It happens, uh, you know, when telemarketers call individuals. It happens when uh, when, when uh, you know in business, business, business transactions all the time. Sometimes there are people who are a little more savvy. Um, I think part of this is trying to educate individuals and empower them to do some of the things on their own. But for me, one of the most important things that we can do as a company is educate and empower people to understand when it's okay to get help. When it's fine to say, look, this is too much for me. I need someone who can explain this to me a little bit better. It's one of the reasons why we're trying to, to really roll out and be uh, – and and make it affordable for individuals to to join a legal plan and to say, look, I, I if they're not comfortable in doing it on their own, or they're not comfortable even maybe taking the risk of doing it on their own, because it doesn't matter where you're in. If you're going to be doing do-it-yourself roofing or tile repair or uh, legal documents or taxes or even medicine, um, there you know we all have kind of a to a certain extent, a, a legal right to do these tasks on our own, to, to take the risk up on our own, uh, as long as we've been made aware of what the downsides are. And so part of what we try and do is, is give people the tools so that they can make that uh, with an educated judgment. Right. Kim, do you have any other questions? I do not. Well, I think it was really great meeting you, Kim. very interesting. Thanks for calling in to the show, and uh, I, I, I also will uh, make an introduction offline so that uh, if it comes up that there's an appropriate referral, uh, you can both uh, go ahead and proceed with that. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. All right. All right. And, uh, one of, again, one of the things that we wanted to do today was just explore some of the different options that LegalZoom has and my own personal opinion is that whether you can afford a lawyer or you can't afford a lawyer, uh, you should get some level of assistance, some level of help, and not try to do everything yourself. And know that it's not it's not bad to uh, call it a day. I mean, there's times that um, you know, if I have my brother change my change my brakes on my car, I know that he can do that and save me some money. However, when it comes to something in the engine, I'm probably going to go to the dealer. So, uh, <laughs> and, and with a, with an aging Mercedes, it's uh, those dealer trips are expensive. So, I want to uh, I have some final uh, thoughts I want to read off here. 
uh, before I let you all go. I want to first thank all of our guests for calling in our panelists today. We also want to thank Chaz Rampathal. Thanks for being on the show, Chaz. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. And we want to also thank all of our guests and our sponsors. Number one, the Intellectual Intellectual Property Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Second, the Lawyer Market. Third, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group. And fourth, credit damage expert George Finder. Now, I want you to mark on your calendar to tune in to the Lawyer's Toolbox show this coming Thursday when Attorney Donald Adler will uh, talk a little bit about what criminal lawyers should know about the U-Visa. So this is immigration information that impacts anyone who might have employees on their staff uh, who are not uh, U.S. citizens and are operating with a U visa. Uh, is a very uh, interesting uh, practice area or you know academic area in law. Uh, we'll learn a little bit more of that from Donna Adler. Again, by way of disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Results may vary and are based on facts, specific facts and location. Communication with our attorney guests among guests and callers on the show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship, and callers uh, on this show are always encouraged to consult with an attorney or professional in their area. Finally, all callers do remain confidential and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. Now, this Law Talk Radio broadcasts our program to bring our attorney and non-attorney audience the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located nationwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, as always, we urge you, if you see a radio program or you see our icon online or on social media and social channels such as Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, please take a look and uh, you can always listen to our archive broadcast after the fact and we always appreciate your opportunity to share these broadcasts with other people who you believe might Incorporated, and we thank you for your time.